This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Today, we're finding out that this actually didn't happen. Uh, the police have released a statement on Friday, January 12th, 2018. The Toronto Police Service requests assistance identifying a man involved in an assault with a weapon investigation. After a detailed investigation, police have determined that the events described in the original news release didn't happen. The event, uh, the investigation is concluded. And then it goes on for, for more information. Well, we're uh, lucky enough to be plugged into Mark Pugash, who's Toronto Police spokesperson. Mark joins the show right now. Mark, um, welcome to the program. Thank you. You know, it's kind of a, you know, a mixed win and lose here with this story, because it's a good thing that something like that didn't actually go down in Toronto. But uh, it is a story that, of course, uh, you know, we now have a lot of questions about. Uh, first of all, I guess the, the, the top question is, what did you discover? Our investigators <clears throat> were, on the, were on it right, right away on Friday. They worked hard through Friday and over the weekend, and they gathered evidence, and that included security camera video and interviews. And they then sat down with all the, the evidence they had. They, uh, they analyzed it. They assessed it. And the only conclusion that made any sense was that the events described on Friday did not happen. It wasn't just the 11-year-old girl that was sticking with the story for a while. It was also her 10-year-old brother, right? Well, I, I'm not going to go into the, the specifics, but there were extremely serious allegations made. Not surprisingly, they got, they got international media attention as well as considerable local and national uh, uh, media attention and, and social media, and it caused great concern, and, and that's entirely understandable. And we felt that as soon as we came to the conclusion that it did not happen, we had an obligation to inform the public to try to allay some or all of the concerns, and that's what we did. You're right. A lot of people did comment on this. Uh, Mayor John Tory, Premier Kathleen Wynne, the Prime Minister commented and condemned the attack that we now know was uh, something that actually didn't happen. Why did they want to get this out so urgently when it happened on Friday? We had very serious allegations. We have a responsibility to investigate serious allegations in a serious way. And what we did was uh, we put out what, based on, on the initial steps that we had taken, uh, was what happened, and we had a description of someone. And in a situation like this, you have to uh, operate in the basis that you take what you see at face value until you have reason to believe otherwise. And so, you know, the idea that you would wait four days, and then if it turns out you believe there was, to start circulating information about someone could well be too late. So I know there are a lot of people with the benefit of 72 hours hindsight today who are offering their, their views on this. Mm -hmm. But here, quite simply, is what we did. We had serious allegations. We investigated them. We put together evidence. When we had all the evidence together, we analyzed it and assessed it and tested it. And we came, with, <clears throat> we came up with the conclusion that what was claimed to have happened on, on Friday didn't. And as I said, we felt, given the great concern, we had an obligation to release that to the public as quickly as we could. Right. There wasn't a threat to the public at large, but the threat is if this actually did happen, that the perpetrator could get away. Is that what the police the, the, the were thinking? The perpetrator could, could, could get away. But, but one, of the, one of the great concerns we have, and this is something that goes back many years, is 
fear of crime is always worse than than crime itself, and that's no different in in this city. Every estimate of crime is way in excess of the actual levels of crime, and it, it is not unreasonable if someone hears about an 11-year-old girl who who told the story that this girl told on Friday. That would cause concern and anxiety, and that's entirely understandable. Mm-hmm. And so we felt that one of the things we could do, <clears throat> excuse me, by, by releasing the conclusion that we came to, was try to address some of that anxiety, some of that concern. But this, the social implications are big if you're wrong. If we're wrong in coming to this conclusion, we don't take a step like this very lightly. We put together... Um, significant evidence, including video and interviews, and I can't go into the specifics, but we wouldn't take this step very lightly at all. We would make sure that we had ample evidence to uh, to back up that conclusion. I should say mm-hmm. situations like this happen, have happened very rarely in this city. That doesn't mean we should be complacent. Um, we've seen situations in the states with what are called swatting offenses, where last week someone in the U.S. died as a result of, of one of these calls. So it's something we have to pay attention to, but we wouldn't have announced the conclusion that we'd reached unless we were satisfied that we had the evidential support for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I think the concern was about the that you the fact that you issued a release so quickly into the investigation when you know the public at large wasn't under threat. Well, uh, you're making that con- you're reaching that conclusion now. I'm not sure you were in a position to reach that conclusion on Friday. If we have an allegation of a serious crime. We have an obligation to investigate that. We don't have the luxury of waiting days and then coming back and say, oh, by the way, something happened on Friday. Um, This is something that happens extremely rarely, Mm -hmm. and we take no comfort from that, but but we also have to keep that in mind. If, If you have what initially appears to be a credible account and you have a report of a suspect, I think there's an obligation on people to uh, on the police to to circulate that information to try to identify that person. If over the course of the weekend uh, we we collect evidence and the picture that emerges is different, then as soon as we reach a conclusion, we will tell people that we believe that those events did not happen. Mark, what do the police do when a person gives a false statement normally? There is no normal. There, every situation is judged on its uh, on its unique facts. And in this case, we looked at uh, all the facts in the case, and we've decided that the investigation is is concluded, and that there will be no further action. So there'll be no repercussions for this little girl. We don't expect there to be any consequences. Uh, from our point of view, the investigation is completed. Well, Mark, it's a good news, bad news story. I mean, it's a good news story with regards to the fact that there was no hate crime, hate crime perpetrated on the on the Friday. Uh, it's a bad news story because you know this this could be a situation where you know it's just a, a little girl t- telling a lie, and it happens all the time that you know uh, kids tell lies and they spin out of control. So uh, this went so far out of control that it became an international news story, as you said before. And I appreciate you joining us on the show. You're welcome.